welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where you look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective. And dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week, we are talking about the TV cult classic, Friends. Friends, yeah. We've had a lot of uh, reaction uh, on, <laughs> on our social media with people. As soon as we announce this is kind of what we're doing, uh, wow. Wow, people are uh, people are excited for this one. So uh, we're very excited to do it, too. Yeah. I'm so excited to talk about this because my main theory and pitch for this okay. whole episode is that Ross is a gigantic supreme dick and really is truly the villain of this whole series. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts and opinions, Craig. Thoughts and opinions. My Okay, so I think, uh, do I agree that Ross... Uh, does some pretty uh, heinous, I'll use the word heinous shit uh, in this. Yes, absolutely. But I also feel like I would be, uh, is Ross the villain of Friends? Yes. But I feel like I would be betraying the premise of the podcast if I did not take a slightly different view. Uh, And here's my argument. I think that ultimately the main villain of friends is Chandler. Whoa. What yeah. are you even saying to me right now? What is what is happening? Right. Everybody, stop what you're doing. Put your dishes I, down. Okay, I take know a this, seat because what the fuck is happening? I know this is not going to be a popular opinion. I know I'm, I'm, I'm not going to win I'm any friends shook. for it. Uh, but I have some I have some good, I think I have some pretty Ooh. good reasoning behind okay. it. Okay, we, we, lay it on me, Craig. I want to hear no, about this. But, but we got to do Ross first. Oh, you're going to make me wait? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fine. I guess so, we can do Ross first. I mean, and I guess like regularly, we can't really describe the plot of friends for for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, if you haven't seen it, like, I just, I don't know what to say. I mean, I guess ostensibly it's it's a group of friends who live in New York City and we follow them for, well, 10 years that the show was on. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of from this early 20s, their, you know, their careers change, their relationships come in and out. Um, I don't know if you haven't. If you haven't seen Friends or heard of Friends, why are you listening to this episode, really? Yeah, We're yeah not I'd, I'd step off. <laughs> this isn't going to be for you. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Okay, I've watched so, so many episodes. Like, if I hear that theme song one more time, I'm I'm gonna lose it. Like, I really I skipped it as fast as I could every time. I was like, nope, 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 can't do okay, it. Okay, interesting do it. <laughs> because that is a theme song that I always feel bad about skipping. Like, there's somewhere really? I'm like, I don't care. The Simpsons and I think probably this were are like ones where I'm maybe Parks and Rec too, but I'm always gonna listen to it just because like. Oh, no, I'll only stick around for a song that's like Big Mouth. You know what I mean? Like, that's a song. Like, I love that song. So I'll listen to it. I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. I'm pretty sure the band didn't even like that song, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure they came out and they were like, no, we don't really like this. (laughs) Although you got to admit it's better than Shiny Happy People. So have you seen the pilot? So R.E.M.'s Shiny Happy People. Okay. It was the original theme song to this. And on the oh. pilot, it's the same opening where they're dancing around a mm-hmm. fountain. But it's this really downbeat, like, have you heard an R.E.M. song? It's it's yeah. an R.E.M. song. And it doesn't capture the energy at all. It's super weird. If After we're done recording this, go on YouTube and watch it. It is 
eerie. It's like a fan edit or something, but it's Jesus. it's the original one. So they had REM as the original uh, theme song, and then um, went with uh, "I'll Be There for You." Well, that's definitely a good choice. I'm not saying was, this isn't it, like it a. I mean, e- immediately it's it's a perfect song because as soon as you hear it, you think of Friends. Like it's yes. iconic. But uh, for me, if you watch too many episodes in a row, you're just like, I had to I had to start skipping that shit pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, back to Ross. Back to Ross. <laughs> so let's let's hear it out, Rebecca. So okay, so many things to say. I have so many notes. Um, first of all. The fact, I'm, you know what, I'm going to start at the end, okay, because this okay. is what pissed me off the most, and I remember watching the series when I was younger, you know what I mean, like, I always hated Ross, even, at, like, from first watch, not even, like, a critical watch, like, I'm going to try and find some points where I won't like this person, like, from Jump Street, I've always hated Ross, he is so whiny as a character, he's the <laughs> whiny, I can't, mm. Can't stand a whiner. Complainer, all day. No problem. Complain to me, baby. Love it. No problem. Well, you can bitch to me all day. But the second your voice changes in tone, there's like a chill sent down my spine of like, did you... Did you not grow up at any point? Like, when it, what the fuck is going on? You're an adult person. Okay. Here's my thing. Okay. Yeah. Season or series finale. Okay, we have the big culmination of will they, won't they? Ross and Rachel, the Ross and Rachel, back and forth, back and forth, season, season, season. We've come to the point where Rachel has been offered her dream job in Paris. Okay, the hub of fashion. Okay, this is what this woman has been working towards for ten seasons. Okay, she started as a server at a coffee house. Uh, no skills, clawed her way up, sacrificed, you know, personal relationships, other things, okay? And he can't work out some sort of deal where they, like, do some sort of long distance or he goes with her for one year or any other scenario instead of stay for me, I'm all you need. Yeah, and that's a real shit move. I'm not. I'm not going to deny that. Like, that's a real shit move. I was like, first of all, if you really love somebody, you would let them go. Like, there, there is a certain point. There's a certain um, relationship level that you would get to where you would, where the other person has to be involved in the decision. You know what I mean? Like, if you're yes. married or engaged or something like that, you would go. Well. I would hope that you would include me on a decision to move halfway around the world. But for them being so on and off throughout the entire thing, it's like, that's an insane ask. It uh, is. Yeah. Especially when he's been dishonest about his feelings time and time again. He won't be an adult, okay? He will not speak openly about the things that he wants until it's the very last minute, okay? To she's be, gotta, But to be fair, Rachel oh. does that too. She does it a lot less than Ross. Yeah. She is the one that opens most of these conversations. Whenever they're talking realistically, it's because she's brought it to the table. Yes. I'm not saying Rachel is a perfect person, okay? Rachel fucks up too. They all fuck up because that's the point of the show is that you're supposed to watch people that have faults, right? That yeah. do the wrong thing and then hopefully eventually get to the right thing. And in this theory, the series finale should be all the right things and that is not how you end that storyline for me. Most women I know watching that were pissed, were super pissed. Yeah, I understandably so. 
Um, because like he mentions, he even mentions that, you know, oh, I have to stay for Ben. Okay, let me let me just talk about Ben for a hot sec. Okay. <laughs> He's saying that he has to stay for Ben when we see Ben maybe one episode per season tops. This man does not care for this child. Okay. To the point where even one of the episodes where um Rachel, when Rachel gives birth, his dad, so the grandfather of Ben, okay. Oh, forgets yes. that Ben exists, okay? Because he's never around. Yeah, my okay? first this grandchild. Okay, this is not a reasonable. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> This is not a reasonable. This is insane to tell to say. And which is a great point. In uh, I, I'm kind of jumping around here a little bit, yeah. but at one point, Janice, who I think is supposed to be a villain most of the time, and honestly, I agree with her in most points. Yeah, I didn't rewatch enough of the Janice episodes, but that kind of struck me on the 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 one where Rachel gives birth. And she shows up and I was like, all right, Janice, I bet she's not that bad other than having an annoying voice. But I didn't really revisit it a whole lot, so I can't comment too much. Honestly, she's a little annoying. Her voice is kind of annoying, but most of the points she makes are excellent points. Okay, like when she gives that little talk to Rachel uh, that kind of freaks her out where she's like, listen, like you got to be aware of this. Like as soon as he starts dating somebody else and he gets his real family and da 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 and you're supposed to see that as, okay, Janice is going too far. This isn't Ross. And it's like, well, I mean, he mm. forgot Ben pretty quick. Like, he's, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This isn't, this isn't also the first time that he jumps ship whenever he feels like, like when Rachel was pregnant, he dated Mona. Okay. And then got pissed if Rachel wanted to date anybody. Cause he's like, oh, you're dating my baby too. And it's like, okay, so you're allowed to go around and date whoever you want because my body is physically altered. I'm not allowed to do what I want. Yeah, the, uh, and, uh, the Ross has some uh, pretty terrible double standards oh. uh, as, in terms of jealousy and things like that. Um, so that's kind of where we all end up, right? Where they end up getting together. I think that's a shit move. But to make my point, I think we got to rewind to like one of the first real inciting incidents. I think it's just when Ross and Rachel first try and get together. Rachel has confessed that she has feelings for Ross and Ross is currently dating somebody else, right? Yes. And he doesn't know what to do, mm-hmm. so he makes a pro and con list oh, of yeah. both, which yeah. Rachel... Don't do that. Don't which do Rachel that. Rachel f- figures out, right? Mm-hmm. And it causes a big thing, and uh, I don't... Sorry, my notes are sketchy. Do they then not get together? They're off and on so much, I, I can't even keep track. They don't, they get together. So they have that falling out where she's like, I can't stand this. Okay. They, can you imagine having everything, every negative thing you've ever thought about yourself written yes. down on a list and the person that you're supposed to like either be in love with or whatever, uh, has written, uh, thinks all those things about you too. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, well, you know, oh, you can write a list about me and, and then. And- they get together when uh, she watches the video from her prom. Right, right. Okay, so that's that's the whole thing. Okay, so here we get a really interesting look at Ross's character and what I think ultimately narrows the true villain of this down to Chandler. Oh, my okay? God. I can't. Because Ross goes to that. Anytime Ross does something... Mm-hmm. that is bad and or goes poorly it is because one of the other friends has told him to do that so the pro con list whose idea was that joey and chandler 
They're the two who are saying, this will help you figure it out. Whose computer is it on? It's Chandler's computer, right? So all through, this is my thesis. As we go through all these events, we are going to be able to see that that Ross is not the villain. Ross is a blank slate on which all the other friends project their worst possible things, their worst uh, impulses, their worst decisions. And Ross, if anything, is guilty of being uh, a kind of a blank slate or very impressionable and okay. um, uncritical person. So that's the first one where, okay. where it's Joey and Chandler mm-hmm. who are saying do the pro and, pro and con list. So when so when Ross kisses Chandler's mother, uh, who coerced him into that one? Or when he dated Janice, was that one of his friends that told him to do that? Or was that on his own volition? I can't remember. Hmm, Craig? This is the man you are defending. This is the man you are defending. This is ridiculous. Okay, also, uh, he's the one that wrote the list down, okay? He could have. He came up with those things. Absolutely. He came up with those things and somebody not be like, he's just giving into peer pressure. Yes. No, absolutely. I'm I'm not saying he's not at fault a little bit for this. A little bit. But, but you don't blame. Okay. To put it in terms of villainy, uh, Mm -hmm. Ross is nothing but a henchman, right? He's your odd job. He's your uh, minions from the minion movie. He's, uh, I'm trying to think of other, he's your Igor, right? You don't blame him for doing the evil things. You blame the puppet master behind the scenes. And as we go through, we're going to, I think you're going to see that that is ultimately Chandler. Okay. It's it's other friends too. They influence him, but it's going to come down to Chandler in the end. Oh my God! I I I just I cannot get behind this theory. Okay, for well, mostly because Chandler is one of my favorite characters, but also because okay, so Ross is supposed to be supposed to be the most educated of the group, right? Sure. He's supposed to He's be the older. smartest man of the group. He's the okay, one. Um, and he he thinks it's smart to take relationship advice from. A, a person that has com- is completely uh, 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 phobic of commitment. He has a huge fear of yep. commitment. And the other one has, uh, well, I guess a, a different type of uh, problem with commitment, okay? Is like a serial dater, okay? And these are the two people yeah. that he looks to and is like, oh, give me advice about my longstanding relationship. You can't do that, <laughs> You have to well, understand where your advice is coming from, okay? As a smart but, uh, person, like if I'm dating, okay, and I have certain friends, we all have those friends where you go, okay, if I go ask them for advice, I know what it's going to be, okay? And I know it's going to be wrong because of their <laughs> own history. Don't do what Johnny don't does. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite thing is some people in life just serve to be a bad example and i uh, rebecca i 100 percent agree with you but the, you got to take a look at ross's backstory here right when mm. the series begins like season one episode one uh ross is getting divorced right yes his, for the his, first of three. First of three his wife uh has discovered that she is a lesbian and she leaves him for another woman uh, mm-hmm. And they are pregnant with his child. 
Like, that's a mind fuck of a thing. Like, like Ross is a guy who thought that he had had it figured out. He thought mm-hmm. he had figured out all these long-term relationships, right? And then his marriage falls apart. Um, so he doesn't know how to trust. He doesn't know... Um, he's got to second guess everything that he's ever thought about relationships or how they work, right? So, so in the exact situation that you just said is you have friends that you would go to for advice and you would know that. Before the series starts, that's Ross. Ross is the person that Chandler would have gone to and be like, man, your marriage worked out. That's so great. Like, look at you. You're all married. What do I have to do? And Ross would give that advice. So from day one in the series, we all of a sudden see that Ross is just put into a tailspin and now he's going to he's 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 literally thinking if everything i thought was right is now wrong i'm gonna have to go and listen to these other people does yeah, that yeah, absolve yeah. Just him let of me... responsibility no but mm, he's just dragging <laughs> his damage through everybody's yeah. life what uh, and and so after the ross and rachel get together um there's this scene and this is very disturbing to me where rachel gets her first like big job Right. Oh, this is one of the worst. This it's is one first, of the worst. I hate this. It's her first day, and uh, he goes, "You know what? I'm going to come down there, and I can take you out for lunch." And first of all, don't do that. I'm not defending doing any of this. <laughs> <laughs> first day of work, you just let your significant other be. Right? Their boss yeah, might be taking a, them their out own for person. lunch. They're yeah, an individual they're, that needs to figure shit out. Yeah, their boss could be taking them out for lunch as a first day right or your coworkers could want to get to know you in the cafeteria like first day no right don't do yeah. that rachel says uh you know don't come and all the rest i'm getting the two things confused because both of these happen at work but um it's oh he learns about mark right because mark answers the phone Right. Okay, so so essentially, what happens with with this Mark storyline uh, is that Mark gets Rachel the job. As soon as Ross finds out about this, Ross goes, "Oh well, I guess Mark is looking for a little sex." Okay, and that is his one hundred percent first response to this is, "Oh, I guess yeah. Mark's looking for a little sex." Okay, which is a horrible thing to say to somebody just got a job okay and their dream job and what they wanted okay who gives a fuck if he's trying to have sex with your girlfriend it is up to her it's i'm sorry have we not heard of something called consent okay there has to be (laughs) some consent and if she's with you it's fine okay you can fucking relax all right he then starts kind of showing up around the office okay makes a few scenes okay at one point he thinks Mark is like making out with Rachel when it's actually his girlfriend that he has. Okay. Yeah. So dressed suspiciously the same, but yes. <laughs> yes. Everyone relax. Okay. Makes a scene and then decides on their anniversary because she has to work late because there's yes, been some sort is- of shipping kerfuffle. Okay. He comes down, sets a fire to her desk. Okay. Gets pepper, gets couscous out, pepper shaker. He's got the whole nine yards. I, I'm coming to you, even though she already told him no. He said at multiple points since uh, he sends a uh, he sends uh, a quartet to go yeah, sing a for her. Quartet, yeah. quartet, Yes, he sends he sends balloons, flowers, yep. chocolates. Yep. And it is it makes me want to crawl inside of myself. Every time I watch this episode, it makes me, I I die a little bit inside. This is horrible. 
Rebecca, absolutely. Those are shitty things to do. I'm not saying anybody should do it, but do you know who told Ross to do that? Guess who told Ross to do it? It's Joey and Chandler. They're sitting there going... Uh, well, he, she's probably making out with him right now. You got to go down there and show that you're like assert yourself and go. Terrible advice. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it is not Ross's idea. That idea is put into his head uh, by specifically in this case, Joey and Chandler. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna get to a few points where you can't make that point. I okay, promise you. But and here's here's another one that mm. I'm gonna put up here. So this is an episode we obviously didn't watch all of them. We didn't rewatch every. Uh, maybe you did. I did. <sighs> it was real close. <laughs> I was honestly really close. I was probably I've, like two seasons out. I didn't watch the last two seasons, but I watched like the key episodes right. I needed to watch for those. And I I so we we, we took a big uh, swath of them. And but there was one episode where I was like. This is one that you need to see because this ah. this <laughs> highlights mine. So this is after uh, after they get back from uh, uh, UK and uh, 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 Chandler and Monica are together, but they're not telling anybody about it. Mm-hmm. Joey has figured it out, right? And some weird stuff starts happening where. Uh, Rachel finds underwear in the girl's apartment and they're like, whose is this? Um, Rachel sees Joey with like a camera and candle set up. Uh, and this is all things that Monica and Chandler are doing. And they ask, uh, they ask Joey to cover for them. And the whole time they are letting their other friends think that Joey is a pervert like that he's taking naked pictures of monica that he's taking his underwear off in their house and they're just like you have to do this you have to do this and this is the episode where i had the turn on chandler because i was like every other time before this it's been chandler and joey working together to be the worst influence on uh ross that could possibly exist. And then in this episode, you see that Chandler is willing to have his friends uh, think less of another friend to, to completely destroy the reputation that Joey has within the friend group in order to keep a secret that three out of the six friends already know. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, but that, that's a that lie has a time thing. limit. That lie has a time limit. They know they're going to come out. They know they're going to be like, hey, remember this thing? Oh, that was actually us. And that was actually us. And that was actually us. So, I mean, all you're really asking Joey to do is, I don't know, be the pervert that he is no, for two but, weeks. But he's not that pervert. He's not the guy who is taking naked pictures of one of his closest friends without. Yeah, but he has a lot of dark timelines that you don't you know what i mean little jokes and little drops of like oh yeah he took the shower curtain off when i moved in okay that's not uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah uh i'm i'm still gonna call it i don't think, I think that's, that's the worst that is a that that is a heinous thing to do don't be wrong i understand asking someone to cover like keep your secret like hey listen we're just we're something new we don't want everybody to know about us right away can you just keep this to yourself i understand that but any good friend especially how close these friends are supposed to be the second that it becomes 
that you have to uh, uh, denigrate or like or or embarrass yourself or, or embarrass that other person rather than come out and just say, actually, you know what? It's me and Monica. We're dating. That's that to me is too much. You're, I would agree you're... with you if it didn't have a if it didn't have an expiry date. But uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just like like a lie like that could really r- ruin Joey. You know what I mean? Like, oh what yeah, if, for sure. I'm just trying to Rachel disagree is, with you, Craig. What's that? <laughs> I said I'm just trying to disagree. With I know. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's why I picked that episode is because uh, I think that is a goddamn terrible thing, and that's where Chandler pulls ahead of Joey in the horrible influence pack. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is, uh, was that the uh, sandwich episode? That is the sandwich episode. And also okay. a point which we see <laughs> Ross is in clear need of mental help. Like that oh, man actually, is losing it. That and- was one of the only times I've ever agreed with Ross. So I'm like, you don't fuck with a man sandwich. You don't, no, don't mess with somebody. I, watching that, was probably the most mad, other than the season finale, that's the most mad I've been in Friends. I'm like, who, who would have the audacity to eat a man sandwich and then sit across from him and be like, well, it was a very big sandwich. I threw some of it out. I'm like, I probably would have launched in a similar fashion. Yeah, and if I'm that guy, first of all, why are you eating food that's in the fridge that isn't yours? That's labeled. But also, even if it's not labeled, yeah, true. Bring that food. That's not yours. Like I understand if it's like you know a twenty-four pack of Coca-Cola or something Mm, like that, mm -hmm. and you're like, I guess this is office stuff, or you know, the odd accident might happen where you've got the same Tupperware and you grab the wrong thing, and like they were both pastas and you didn't realize it. I, you know, but to go in and eat somebody's lunch is you brought that shit from home. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. You know how much earlier that person had to get up to make a lunch, put it in the fridge? I just monster. don't think you fuck Absolutely with people's monster. food. No, you don't you mess don't. with people's food. You, you don't, don't mess with people's food. It's very wrong, okay? And that hit me on a very deep level also because I'm a big fan of the after Thanksgiving leftover sandwich, okay? Yeah. It is king of sandwiches. Yep. It is the best, and I look forward to it every year. <laughs> Yeah, a little. The, the my problem with uh, uh, Thanksgiving sandwiches is I never know which one to make because like mm. I'm a big fan of like the turkey mayo lettuce, like that classic. Oh dang! Uh, but I'm also a big fan of the like just turkey and cranberry. You know what I mean? What do you? Oh man, I am turkey gravy all the way. I'm getting those breads soaked. Okay, <laughs> it is a filthy sandwich. What I eat? Oh man, yeah. Well, we're that, I mean, it in. I'm not gonna judge. Like our family literally had a, a a delicacy called bread and gravy. It's and it's exactly what it's delicacy. <laughs> <laughs> my my grandpa would just take a slice of bread and pour gravy over it. And that was yeah. that, and we're like bread and gravy. That's a meal, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I would get along with that man. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bread and gravy is really all we truly need. Um, so I would say, yeah, that's probably one of the only points where I actually agree with Ross. But we okay. We obviously we have to talk about the main one. Okay, we the iconic. On. We were on a break. We were on a break. <laughs> yes, we've been dancing around we, it. 
have to talk about that. Okay, it is one of the most iconic things from the whole series. Yes, and by the way, one of my favorite ongoing jokes in the uh, in I think a lot of TV series, just the they didn't overdo it. It would just come out occasionally, mm-hmm. and it was always to me the funniest thing because it's like it. The show understood that that debate never ended. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it never ended with people either. There was, I used to work with these uh, kitchen guys. And one time one of the servers walked in and the two, and they were big dudes and they were screaming at each other. And uh, they got really uncomfortable. And they're like, well, guys, what's going on here? And one of them just yelled, they were on a break. <laughs> They were arguing about friends. <laughs> this is a it's, real thing, okay? So, Rebecca, what side are you on? <laughs> I think I think you know. I think you know which side I'm on. This whole storyline is the worst, okay? It is a nightmare to me. Every part of it, I, I don't like any part of it. From the start of, okay... So it starts with him going down to her office and making like a huge scene. Okay. Point one, you're wrong for sure. Okay. You're wrong from Jump Street. And he does not recognize that at all. Like shows up and is like, I thought you were going to apologize to me. Yeah. That's a bit of a dick. (sighs) Oh, frosty. Real frosty. We're not reading the room right now. Okay. Then after being... You know what? I I feel like she had no other, Rachel had no other options. She told him time and time again, you have to stop doing this. You have to stop being so jealous. He brings up Mark again. Is this about Mark? And she's at her limit. We need to take a break. We need to take a time out. Okay. Yep. So to be fair, she says, we need to take a break. She does. Ross then leaves. Okay. Gets upset whatever, uh, goes out to have a few drinks, calls Rachel, and hears Mark in the background because Mark comes over with Chinese food because Rachel's all upset. Yeah, which is, uh, that's all questionable, but we're not talking about Mark right now. <laughs> yeah. That is questionable, but again, there's, if you have zero trust from point one, then, like, why even get back together? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So he hears that and then takes this as an excuse to just, I don't know, lose emotional control, okay? And then he sleeps with, uh, with the hot girl from Xerox place. Yes. Rachel then calls him the next morning, says, this is ridiculous. Let's talk through this. I don't want to break up. Da-da-da-da-da. He feels the same way. Um, and... While she's still in the house, okay, his uh, Xerox lady, Rachel comes over to say hello and how you doing, and she was there in the apartment. Okay, he says nothing. Yep. He he then, okay, tries to cover his tracks. <laughs> he does try to cover his tracks. And you know whose idea ah. it was to cover their tracks? <laughs> It was Chandler. Chandler's Ross the guy. Has no backbone. I refuse <laughs> to yes. put this all on Joey and Chandler. So, so in that situation, so first of all, I would. This is is that a sh- shitty situation? Absolutely. Do I agree that technically they were on a break? Yes. Okay. Right? Oh, now, okay. Uh, and, and, Let, I, so, I want to be crystal so, clear on this yes. point because this is. I believe this is the most important part of this. Okay. Yes. 
Do you agree that it's fine that he slept with that girl? No. Okay. Thank I you. agree that that is... So... If you... Uh, the the timing is weird. Because if it's... It, it's literally like less than 24 hours, right? If you'd been like, you know what? We need to take a break. It's been ah. a week. You sleep with somebody. Another week goes by. And then you decide to get back together. I think you're in the clear there, right? But it's like he tripped out of the apartment and his stick fell in her. It Absolutely. was 10 seconds. <laughs> so, so in a technical sense, they weren't together when he slept with her. Is it a shit situation? Yes. Is that a mistake Ross made? Absolutely. But once again, I think that the, the worst crime in all of this <laughs> is that he lied about it or tried to cover it up, right? Because what okay. that does is that shows that, uh, th- th- that demonstrates that you understand that it's not correct, right? Like if you're lying to your partner about, say, who you're hanging out with as an example, right? Oh, yeah. Even though there's nothing that's going on, it's like clearly you're lying about being with that person because either because you think that it's inappropriate to to be out with that person or or I mean it could be that they're assholes and don't want you being with anybody, but that's aside the point. Um, <laughs> right? So that's the biggest thing. And that all falls on Joey and Chandler, who tell him <laughs> It's like Ross wants to tell the truth. He goes, I've got to tell Rachel. I don't want this hanging over our head because I want to start something new with her. And they go, you absolutely can't. That's going to screw everything up. So you need to go retrace your steps, cover all this up, and hope that she never, ever finds out about it. So once again, dumb, dumb Ross. I'm not saying he didn't make a mistake. I'm not saying uh, it's a, you know, he's not totally at fault for that. But the far worse crime to me was covering it up and trying to be deceitful about it. Okay. And that all falls on that all falls mostly on Chandler. All right, I'm going to lay another one on you here. All right. Okay. <laughs> what about when um Ross and Rachel get married in Vegas and he hides the fact that he didn't get it annulled because he doesn't want to have three divorces. Was that was that Joey and Chandler? <laughs> Craig? The puppeteers? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is the point at which <laughs> I start arguing that the monster that they have created is just being relentless upon the world. Rebecca, uh, you don't blame. You got to give me this one. You got to give me this one. Okay. I but can you give you know. a couple of the other ones. Okay. You are swaying you, me a bit, but. Do you blame Frankenstein's monster for throwing a girl in a lake? No. <laughs> you blame Dr. Frankenstein. Uh. Sweet Jesus. No, it's a he real. Doesn't, he tells her he gets it annulled and yeah. doesn't tell her. That's a real shit still thing to do. I'm not married. Gonna- <laughs> married. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I just kind of hope that maybe, you know, it'll work out or like we'll get back together or whatever. He is an emotional mess 24 hours a day. He never says what he wants. He lies all the time. He lies to all of his girlfriends, by the way. Not just yeah. Rachel. He he lied to Mona about living with Rachel. Um, he lied to Charlie about being fine. 
with uh, Joey and Rachel's relationship. Yeah. Uh, he lied to Julie. He cheated on Julie. He cheated on, um, I can't remember her name, but the uh, Phoebe's bald friend. Every time oh, Ross uh, and Rachel seem to get geared up again, he, Ross is actually like literally cheating on somebody at the time. And we're supposed to think that this other girl is not supposed to be here. And she's kind of like stepping all over Rachel's toes. And it's like, no, this this woman's wonderful. Oh, okay, yeah, and probably way better for Ross than Rachel ever was because Rachel is a strong, independent woman, or at least that's what the series was, was leading me to believe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Although I will differ slightly on the uh, the bald girlfriend, the, the one who shaves her head at the beach house is who you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. Because uh, uh, in my dating experience, um, they kind of set her up as this like wild and freaky, like sexual, like you know very she's very very sexual right and yes. it's always has like sex stories and stuff like that in my in, in my experience oh the girl okay. who is all like wild and crazy like that and will also shave her head at the mention of it that is that is not gonna work out long term you know what i mean so that so is, the girl she, deserves to be cheated on? No, she brought, doesn't deserve to be cheated to on. to a beach house where she doesn't no, no, no. know anybody and then get broken up with? No, this After is you've actually, already made out with your ex-girlfriend? Come on, <laughs> come on. No, no, no. Rebecca, pull this, pull this analysis completely out of the rest of the show. I'm just saying that girl's crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that is, that, is fun, fun, that is fun for a couple weeks and then you go, oh, this is crazy. Yeah, okay. Like you All can right. yeah, yeah. The combination of shave my head the moment someone mentions it and all the other stuff. It's just like, oh nope, I know exactly what kind of person you are. But uh no, does not deserve to be cheated on, does not deserve uh yeah. Yeah, what about Julie? She didn't deserve to get dogged like that. You know what I mean? Which one was they Julie? They bought an again? animal. <laughs> Julie was uh the girl that he came back with from China. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. He just, he is a emotional steamroller, okay? He just steamrolls over everybody he dates. He uses them. Like, sometimes he has specifically dated women to make Rachel jealous like he is 16 years old. Like, he literally picks up an insane woman. This woman just got dumped, okay? She is super emotionally vulnerable and picks her up just for the purpose of making Rachel uncomfortable because he saw her kiss another man. Oh, yeah, And yeah, she was willing to come in and have an adult conversation about it, and he brings this woman in, like, see, look what I'm doing. Oh, the crazy look what girl I'm doing now. in the coffee shop and who's like... Only uh, we've only known each other for like an hour and a half. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, your yeah. new mommy. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is emotionally manipulative. This is insane. He gets a message, okay, from a guy, okay, because they're supposed to live together and they're supposed to be open and honest, okay, and have a nice yes. agreement. And he literally hides a message from another man for from her. Yes. Okay. It's her decision. She gets to decide what she's doing, okay? Yes, absolutely. He, uh, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, put the, put Rachel in that situation, okay? Rachel, when she had feelings for Ross, she went over and heard um, a message from Emily and accidentally deleted it, and she still told Ross immediately. Yeah. was like, I need to tell you about this because I don't want to hide anything from you. Ooh, who do you think's a better person? <laughs> That's the same. Both of those things are the same situation, and Rachel handled it so much better than Ross. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I will say later season Ross becomes more and more unhinged. And yes. Again, I'm going to place that on. Uh, I, I'm going <laughs> to. I can't believe I'm going to try and do this. I'm going to place that on Chandler. Uh, (laughs) Or at least the other friends. Because Ross is clearly not having a good go of things. But at no point does any of them suggest therapy or trying to help him. And in fact, if anything, they all pull away from Ross. Right? Uh, They pull away. Like uh, Chandler pulls away because he's dating Monica. So they become closer. Right? Right? Uh, Joey and uh, Rachel have the thing at a certain point. Like they all kind of pull away, and they just you. The last couple seasons are just kind of watching Ross spiral out of control. And I think they should have the role that they took in forming all of these incredibly toxic and bad habits. I think they need to step up and kind of pull him back from the brink on this. Mm. I didn't say I was going to win this argument, Rebecca. I just said I was going to make it. <laughs> Here's what I think Ross is, okay? Ross has only, he has only child syndrome, but he has a sister. Yes. Okay. He has been treated like he's an only child his entire life, and he acts as such. When he doesn't get what he wants, he's not emotionally prepared to deal with what happens and not emotionally prepared to uh, execute it properly. Okay? He doesn't know how to vocalize on his feelings. He thinks he deserves everything that he wants. Okay, even at the expense of others and at the expense of people he loves, he I could go down a list of things. He's whiny. He thinks he can beat up everybody. That's a weird quality. He dated one of his students and thought that it was just something that was frowned upon from the school. How dumb are you? That is the grossest timeline. Oh, my God. And they try and paint this girl like, oh, yeah, obviously I had to break up with her. She's so immature. And it's like. Yeah, and so are you for dating her, you disgusting man. He is incredibly immature, and I don't think, I think what one could even argue, he's not quite right, socially, anyway. Like, I'm sure he's a very intelligent man, but I think he's uh, socially stunted or maladjusted. I think there is something inherently wrong with him where he can't relate to people on a regular level. And, like, another example of how kind of disconnected he is from that, and therefore I'm going to argue not criminally responsible, uh, (laughs) is when Rachel has her baby and Joey (laughs) accidentally proposes to her. Mm -hmm. And there's this moment where there's all this confusion going around because it's Ross's ring and Ross didn't propose and all the rest. But there's this thing where Phoebe is like, well, did you propose to her? And he doesn't know. (laughs) He goes, I don't 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 know. I don't think I did. Maybe. That sounds like something I'd do. Like, he's... Maybe he has short-term memory loss. I don't know. Maybe that's why he acts the way he acts, but I don't know. I don't know, man. He goes in to to Rachel's place of work to try and convince her old work to pay her more so she'll stay, and then goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth without ever letting her know, okay? Uh, And does get her a better deal, okay? But... At any point, that could have broken down, okay? He could have lost her both jobs. Like, he's literally meddling in her life and not, again, not telling her about it, okay? Not involving her. It's insane what this guy thinks he's allowed to do in other people's lives, okay? He thinks he's the puppet master, okay? Uh, No, he's not. He is the puppet. He is the puppet. Even going back to- Yes, but he thinks he is. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Even going- He thinks he's in control and he is not. He's at the influence in women. Even going back to him refusing to 
refusing to divorce Rachel. Oh. Uh, oh. That all stems from the fact that Phoebe points out that he's now the divorce guy, that that is his thing. And Chandler goes in and go, uh, makes a joke about how, oh, you're going to need a divorce lawyer. I think Ross already has one. Now, those are all kind of pretty funny jokes. <laughs> does that does that absolve him of any responsibility in that case? I don't think so. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. But you can see how all the psyche that's built up is all built up by his, I'm using air quotes here, friends who are projecting all these things onto him right? Ross doesn't want to get a divorce because he's afraid that his friends are going to think that he's a fuck up because his friends told him that he's a fuck up for needing to get a divorce. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. I just said, I don't think I'm going to win this one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will say this, the episode where him and Janice get together and at the end she breaks up with him because he's too whiny. (laughs) That is like, mwah. that is just the perfect episode for me because I'm like, so finally, somebody saying the somebody truth. Said it. Yep. Somebody is speaking on it. And I do like that self realization of, wait, you, Janice, think I'm too whiny. Oh my God. Well, and I think Janice is probably that the person who. And I'm sure we all have people like this who like comes into your social circle and you're like, they were weird or they weren't, we kind of made fun of them or something like that. And then you realize, oh no, they were better than us in that situation. Like they, yeah, like like they, knew, they actually saw what was happening. Their, their trajectory was just on the up and they, they you happen to be uh, catching a ride. Yeah. And like her life seems to be going better and better every time oh, yes. that we check in with her. Right. It's all, Janice is great. Girl's um, getting it. Plus, I honestly, and I'm not being sarcastic, I love her wardrobe. <laughs> I love it. Okay. The amount of leopard print, uh, leopard, yeah, all of it. I just, I, I want to own every piece that she has and wear them never together. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I will, um, I, if I could say one other thing, and this is, this is totally not having to do with anybody evil or anything. It's just a note that, or, that I made, and I think everybody makes when we watch this show, and I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Yeah. What the hell is going on with Ross and Monica's relationship? What do you mean? It, like they're too close? Yes! Okay, I, and I know you have, you have a sister. I have two, So, yeah. like... So like maybe, and, and I have a brother, so like, I just don't know if it's like different families or something like that, but like they literally like hold hands, sit on each other's laps. Like there's certain things they do where I'm like, this is insane to me. This is insane. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, like, don't get me wrong. Like that's not a thing that I would ever do, but it's also like different families, like things differently like uh, certain families will be far more physically affectionate to each other even Ew, as like adults. when they kiss on the lips oh yeah like don't oh. kiss on the lips that's but like oh. but re-watching this i was like it it struck me as being kind of weird that like you have the same friend groups as mm. adult siblings but i mean you know i that's not uncommon either like 
No, my yeah. brother's actually dating um, somebody that's it was in like my high school friend group. Sure, yeah. So it, it's it like happens, it's weird right? when I go to town now. I see all of them, and like my brother's there, and I'm like, oh, this is. I guess we're going to get drunk together. <laughs> exactly. And I think the closer you are in age, the the easier that happens. So, Oh, yeah, for sure. I love I, my I brother, but say, I Rewatching it, there wasn't really any moments where I was like, that's a little too much. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just me. I'm pro- oh, we're very British in my family. Like, I, I do not hug my brother. You know what I mean? Like, we do not, right. we do not have physical contact. Okay? That would be weird. Except if he's if you're beating each other up. Well, yeah, but I mean that that was pretty much shut down at age thirteen, I think, for myself. As soon as he got larger than me, right, my parents right, were right. like, "All right, he's going to murder you." So we, we got to stop this. Yeah, we got to stop this shit. <laughs> I will say it's it's crazy that Monica turned out so well adjusted, uh, considering. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for their parents are messed up. They are. Yeah. 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 I don't think I would be They're able fun to handle that. They're fun characters, though. I really do characters. enjoy having them on the show. Uh, I do... Uh, there is one friend that we've barely mentioned in all of this. Mm. And I do want to bring them up because I think it also shines a light on how unhealthy all the rest of the friends' relationships are. Mm. And that is Phoebe. So Phoebe, I think, is the hero of this show. Oh, so do I. Phoebe's my favorite. I love her. Yeah. But not only just because she's cool, she's the only one who never dated anybody within the friend group. Uh, Oh, so true. She's, I think, again, I'm getting the ages mixed up. I think she's like one of the older ones, right? Like she's older than... She's one year older than everybody else. Okay. So she's had some more life experience. She was lived on the street as a kid. She's been homeless. Like she's mm-hmm. really built up her life. You know what I mean? Yeah. From from nothing. She was orphaned and all the rest. And she, I feel, even though she's a good friend and is always hanging around it, there is always this suggestion that she has this life outside of those other five people that she is yes. living. That she and she is almost trying to be the good influence on these five terrible people. <laughs> you know, like, you know those, I'm sure you got friends where you're like, I'm going to come in here because you need a little voice of reason or you need oh, someone yeah. to take the crazy down and I'm willing to be that friend. But I'm not going to oh, get, yeah. I'm not going to get too deep in with you. That's, that's Phoebe. Oh, I feel like I probably have more of those people than I am that person. But yes, I do agree. <laughs> If I'm just being honest. <laughs> Sometimes I really need to be talked off of a ledge. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, Craig? Have you been on the receiving end of that ever? <laughs> yeah, That's maybe. a knowing laugh, everyone. That's knowing. You do not want to hear what we're talking about when we're not recording. <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, after every recording, I would usually... Uh, uh, the subway was frequently down, so I would drive Rebecca home after we'd spent like four hours talking to each other recording these. And Rebecca, I gotta say, I miss those conversations because yes. those those got interesting. Yeah, that's when we have a real chit chat. <laughs> when we're not on public record. Uh, oh yeah. Let me tell you how I feel about some people. Uh, 
Oh, man alive. But, and, and the final thing I will say about Phoebe is she's also the kind of crazy I can get behind, right? Like, I'm not... Oh, me too. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to contrast it with Gwyneth Paltrow. Because I, th- like, mm. I'm in my mansion. I'm like this goop, you know, goop will steam your vagina, all this... All this, oh. all this crazy shit. That's like this, this rich white privileged, superficial spirituality and like holistic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then there's Phoebe, who at some point is like, "I stabbed a cop," <laughs> and she's like, "What? He stabbed me first. He stabbed so, me first. So I am completely okay with you having kind of the worldview of like, ah." everything's going to work out for the best. You know what I mean? Because yeah, that's, sure. that just seems like that's a coping mechanism r- rather than an exploitation of somebody. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. She has, yeah. it's, it's very whimsical. Somehow, even through some very violent and dark yes. stories, it still maintains a whimsy through the whole thing. And I just think she's, Honestly, I think she's one of the best actors, to be honest with you. Yeah. For me, she's she's nailing it every week. She's so funny. Um, and she's also somebody that uh, some of the characters, when you watch them later, like if you rewatch this right now, um, some of it feels very dated. Okay. Some of the jokes feel really dated. Very um, homophobic. Transphobic, yeah. homophobic, fat phobic. Like there's a lot of phobias happening and a lot and again, that's a time period thing. There's not a lot of diversity on the show for sure. There are issues ah, with this show. Craziness. But I I find Phoebe is one of the characters that ages quite well. Because she doesn't seem to have she is so whimsical that she doesn't she she's kind of a hippie and she's almost has the mentality that you're supposed to have, which is like, we're supposed to love everybody and it doesn't matter who you are. And yeah. here I, I like to talk to everybody in the streets and these sorts of things. She has the, the, the best aging character for me. Yeah. And, and the moment that really struck me out of the episodes that we watched was um, the Vegas one where Joey, Joey has found his identical hand twin, which is, ridiculous and all the other characters rightfully so tell him that that is ridiculous (laughs) but when he comes but when he comes and tells phoebe she goes you did jealous and like she just accept like she gets told the most ridiculous thing and then doesn't judge him at all it's fantastic oh yeah she's always on board she's always supportive of her friends She's yeah, I would say she's one of the characters that I wouldn't uh I would definitely call her more of a hero than a villain for sure. Yeah, yeah. And the other the other thing I really love and it, I I didn't rewatch it but I just remember this and I sh- I should be on the other side of it is an episode where Phoebe tells Ross that she doesn't believe in gravity. Yes. <laughs> 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 and I to me, I was like, oh, that's so frustrating. You because you know I'm gonna be on Ross's side on that, right? But after a certain while, I'm just like, just let her have it, man. She's not hurting anybody. But it was like, and just genuinely funny. Just genuinely funny. I love the what where she tells him that she doesn't believe in evolution. 
And then he brings in all this stuff to like kind of prove it. And then she goes on this big speech about how you're telling me there's not a teeny tiny chance these people are wrong. And he's like, well, yeah, I guess there is a teeny tiny chance they're wrong. And she's like, oh, I can't believe you just abandoned your whole belief system just like that. (laughs) (laughs) That fucking kills me every time. I'm like, yum, 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 yum. That's delicious. And again, a really great influence on that group because you have... Phoebe there demonstrating how wishy-washy and how uncommitted and feeble a person that Ross is. But she's like showing him that in the hopes that he's going to learn. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just still trying to defend Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I'm, I think I've done, I'm I'm done messing with them. I think we're, yeah, I think think I've said everything I need. I'm now mind you. Okay. We have not mentioned everything. Of course. Okay. There are a lot of other things that we could have said, but I, I do feel like I hit all the main points where I really, really hated them. Yeah. And I think we covered most of the major plot points of the series. It's mostly the Ross and Rachel show. Um, it is. Yeah, but if I there's will anything... say aside from Chandler and uh, Chandler and Monica getting together. Yeah. Because that episode's iconic. Like, and that's actually a relationship that I feel works better than Ross and Rachel too. Yeah. You know what's so crazy? We went through this whole episode and at no point, this is how, honestly, this, and I think this is a point, okay? Yeah. This is how bad of a man Ross is. We went through this whole episode and we still haven't mentioned that he said the wrong name at his own wedding. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even top tier for us, no, Craig. That was just like, wasn't of course he did. wasn't top tier. <laughs> he said Rachel's fucking name. Yeah. At his own wedding. Well, okay. and then, I, and I think uh, Emily, right? I get all his exes. Yeah, so yeah it's I Emily. I think she overreacted a little bit in terms of like running away. Don't get me wrong. You're allowed to be upset. Um, I think she overreacted a little bit about ru- by running away. And oh then no, not I'm, I'm, I'm getting to all. step in. Fuck that. I'm out. <laughs> but no, you, but you, you just married the person you need to have a conversation is what I'm saying. I think if you can oh, take yeah, anything away from this show is have the fucking conversation. If something's wait, uncomfortable, I suppose just have so. the conversation. But if but, you have somebody that dogs you that hard in front of your whole family, in front of all of your friends, okay, you might have a meltdown, and I think it's fine if you leave. <laughs> oh, oh, like you don't have to stick around the reception. I'm not saying that, but I don't think you can just then show up at the airport having not called or talked to anybody. I don't think you should invite the woman whose name you said to go on your honeymoon with you. I think oh. that's an insane thing to do. Uh, oh my God. Yes. I didn't even have that one written down somehow, dude. <laughs> like that's so bad. It's, it's like you, he does that all the time. He takes a bad situation and makes it so much worse. And it's very easy and clear to see what the right solution would be. And Emily's another person that they really cast as a villain in this, in the friend storyline. Right. How they're like, look at the, how could she possibly she, be? How dare, how dare she ask this guy not to hang out with his ex-girlfriend that he said the name of at their wedding? I'm sorry. I think that's a very reasonable request. You're allowed to say no. Of course you're allowed to say no. But to paint it as an evil request is madness. Yes. Pure madness. I I, I do not understand that at all. She did the most she could, in my opinion. She was going to move there. Her whole thing was like, listen, we have fresh start, Okay. 
fresh start. We get a fresh apartment. We get, and when they could try and paint it like, oh, well, she doesn't want to see anything that like Rachel's been sitting on and da, 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 da. I'm like, no, I don't, um, I'm not of that opinion at all. Okay. If I was moving uh, to another continent for a guy that I wasn't a hundred percent sure about, I don't think it's unreasonable to want to kind of nest together in a sense of like, okay, yeah. you know what? We're going to come in and it's going to be, it's not going to be your stuff. It's going to be our stuff. Absolutely. We're going to come in, start over, let's start fresh. And he couldn't even do it for one night. He didn't even make it one night. Greg, it's not even like he like tortured himself for a little while and then was like, oh, I just couldn't possibly. He couldn't make it 24 hours. He's a dick. <laughs> I, I knew I was fighting the hard fight when I took this <laughs> on. I'm not going <laughs> Sorry, it's also, I've just... It's uh, the name of the podcast, this. Rebecca. It's The Villain Was Right. I watched this. The villain is Ross. I've got to argue that he was right. Or at least not the worst. I, got, I, I don't know what else to say. Ross is shit. Is that, there. There we go. Ross is shit. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I'm all out of arguments. I don't know. Yes. So am I. I'm so glad I caught that last Emily thing. I was like, how have I not mentioned this one? I know, That's insane. It's, it's, a, it's a laundry list. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I guess it's time to uh, give our definitive ratings of how good the villain was. Uh, what do you got there, Rebecca? Okay, I've got the the break scale. <laughs> so I've got okay. uh, from a Kit Kat okay, um, to to an iceberg launching itself into the ocean. Um, I'm gonna give Ross um, a work break that's been cut ten minutes short. You're annoying and unreasonable, Ross. I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> I love how yours is just like I don't like you. Uh, that's great. Uh, so, so in I'm I'm doing the uh, in, in honor of Central Park where they uh, hung out a lot. I'm doing the uh, I'm doing the coffee scale. Uh, so from a uh, truck stop diner black coffee that's been sitting on the heater for like hours, all the way up to a vanilla latte. Uh, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give Ross a shot of espresso. Uh, because it comes out a little strong for some people. Uh, but really <laughs> what enhances it and gives it its flavor is by what you surround it around. That's what makes it a latte. That's what makes it a cappuccino. That's what makes it all these different things. And it's really the outside influences that determine what it is. So I'm going to give him a shot of espresso. Is that what I'm going to do? Yeah, you're giving me like looks like... <laughs> You're still not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't shut it off, Greg. I'm can't sorry. shut it off. I'm not wrong. Like I'm not shut it I'm off. I'm not right. Is the problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, where we describe people who've inspired or disappointed us in our personal lives, uh, a couple ways you can help the podcast. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already done so. If you could leave us a short review, it helps us move up on the rankings, and we really appreciate that. You can always follow us at VWR Podcast on Twitter. That is probably our most active social media account. Hit us up there so you can see when future episodes are, fun polls, fun retweets. Check it out. Yeah, uh, you can also check us out if uh, if you got a couple bucks and you want to help us uh, with production costs of the podcast and stuff like that. Oh my God, we would be so grateful uh, if you could go over to uh, patreon.com slash the villain was right. Um, we have a bunch of different tiers. Um, you can vote on audience choice episodes. So once a month, um, we put up a poll and you, the, our patrons, get to decide um, 
what we do the following month. So uh, this this past month, it was Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, and uh, for next month, we're going to have a brand new poll. So you can get on and do that. And we also have uh, bonus episodes available for you. So if you are uh, like us and have maybe a little bit of extra time on your hands uh, these days for whatever reason, uh, you can check out uh, a couple of bonus episodes. we got two every month. This month, it is uh, The Martian and uh and uh the empire, the empire strikes, strikes back. back yeah <laughs> we each do a pick and there we go so yeah if you want uh, if you guys can uh uh if you guys have it in your budget or if you like the show you can go ahead and check us out patreon.com slash the villain was right you can also email us suggestions at villain was right at gmail.com so there we go and uh yeah so it is time for our heroes and villains of the week uh so this this week i was going to do uh a slight hero, which was just in, in honor of friends. Um, I w- did just want to mention that my heroes really have been my friends this week. Uh, You're so cute, Craig. Because we, um, we do a weekly uh, Zoom call where we all see each other. And uh, I honestly can't think of anything that's actually improved my mood through this more. Um, so it's just, uh, they're, they're my heroes. But uh, then I realized that's not funny. Uh <laughs> So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, listen, all these people out here who are trying to get in shape while we're all in quarantine, I got, listen, okay, let me backtrack. When I quit my job, I bought a couple free weights, okay? And I've been exercising on and off for a couple years. I've, you know, I get back into it, everything like that. But the biggest lie that has ever been told is that somehow working out is going to give you more energy. What kind of horseshit is this? The entire time I've been doing it, I have never felt more energized after it. I always feel like I've been hit by a fucking truck <laughs> every single time. And everyone I talk to has always been like, oh, well, just keep keep at it. Uh, just stick with it. And I stick with it. And I never get more energy. It's just not coming. I work out and I'm just like, I have to take a nap right afterwards because I am exhausted. All of my joints hurt all the time. I don't know who these, like, <laughs> you Google how to do these exercises and people are always like, oh, proper form, proper form. Like, uh, make sure your back's straight. And I'm like, my back is straight. They're like, no, it's not. I was like, well, then my back has never been straight my entire <laughs> life. Uh who are these fucking geniuses that know where more than one part of their body is placed at any one time? I can't do that. You know, I've left my foot resting on the corner of a coffee table long enough that when I step stand up, I can't stand anymore. Like it's got oh, like a too. crease on the bottom. Yeah. So how are you supposed to be aware of what angle your elbows are at? <laughs> Come on, like, <laughs> And don't strain your neck while doing exercises. I honestly, Rebecca, I do not know how that is possible. Every time... <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, my neck muscles are connected to every single other muscle in my entire body. Every time I move something, it strains my neck. Sleeping strains my neck. I'm straining my neck right now as I'm talking. Like, as I'm talking, I can feel the muscles in my neck. <laughs> so I'm just like, Craig's weird body. Everything is broken. Nothing lines up properly. And so I'm just, I'm going to call, I'm going to call exercise my villain of the week there. You're so funny. <laughs> I mean, I feel the same way. My neck's fucked all the time, but I just continually assume it's because I have a really fat head. Um, it's true. I have a fat head. Okay, there's no way around it. I know this of myself. Okay, I got a fat freaking head. 
And I feel like a bobblehead some of the time. Sometimes I'm like, it takes a lot to keep this thing afloat. Okay. <laughs> so you might just have the same problem I do, Craig. Maybe. I just, just <laughs> We're probably just on the computer heads. too much. Yes. Yeah, big old bobblehead uh, for myself uh, this week. I don't know why I was thinking about this this week, but probably because I miss stand up so much. But I was thinking about um, the first uh, competition I was ever in for stand up. And. We, when you don't do comedy, essentially like these competitions, they're all kind of bullshit and we kind of, we all know they're bullshit, right? Very rarely does the best person win. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of politics in it, that sort of thing, what have you. Um, so we all kind of know going in, it's just like, okay, just do your best and hope for the best. And if it doesn't work out, that's chill. Um, it was my first competition and, uh, I was super nervous because I was really, uh, I think it was like one, two years in tops. Anyway, so I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do to calm myself. Because I had like a, I had a thing that I used to do when I wanted to calm myself down before a really big set. Um, I would go across the road. Um, it was at Absolute Comedy in Ottawa. I went across the road and I got uh, two beers at the Heart and Crown. Okay, I'd get two bottles of beer. Because uh, at that time I would drink quite a bit. So two bottles of beer for me was like, ooh, we got a, we got a nice, nice tiny little buzz going. Ooh, right? So I show up and I'm like, I'm, I think I'm like maybe one of two women on this show. I'm like, okay, I really have to smash this. Like whatever I go up and I'm, I just feel electric. Like I'm like, I'm rolling, I'm killing these people. Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so happy with myself as this is happening. Cause I'm like, this is my first competition. There's a, this is a big deal. I get off stage and like people are literally telling me they're like, oh, you're moving on. Like you're moving on for sure. That was an amazing set. Da, 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 da. So great, right? Um, so I am in my head, I am convinced. I'm like, I'm moving on. This is gonna be insane. Okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be young, I'm gonna be in the in the mix. Things are gonna be great for me. And um, we get to the we get to the end of the night and they're calling people's names, and my name doesn't get called, and I'm sitting in the back, I'm like, what the fuck? fuck these people. I cannot, the audacity not to move me on. And I'm like in the, and I'm like, I'm like a mad, I'm not letting anybody know. Cause I'm not a dick. You know what I mean? I'm not like, Oh, it should have been me. Okay. I'm internalizing all of these things, obviously. But, um, I'm like, okay, you know what? Whatever. Like, fuck these people, these villains. How dare they, how dare they do this to me? Right. <laughs> I'm super pissed. Okay. Anyway, two, three weeks goes by. And, uh, one of the one of the nice things about this competition was that they would send you a, um, a professional video afterwards of your set. So I'm like, okay, at least I get this, this video. You know what I mean? I get it. It's nice, crisp. It's like HD. They get a couple of angles, perfect sound. I'm fucking pumped to get it. Anyway, they send me the set and I watched the set and oh boy, howdy, did they make the right decision? Oh <laughs> my God. God, dude, I was swearing every other second. Okay, you could tell how nervous I was because it was fuck shit, fuck shit, fuck shit. But I'm like, I'm all, I'm amazed they didn't cut my mic. Like, how, how did they let me finish? So all this to say is sometimes things are not how you perceive them. <laughs> and it's always good to go back and run tape. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Just check yourself out. Because <laughs> sometimes you're wrong, okay? I was wrong. I was so wrong. They were not, they were not wrong. I was wrong. Good, good grief. Yeah. It was real bad, Craig. That's a lesson we've all learned, I think. It was real. It makes me like, I, I've been going through my files recently and I saw it and I like, I just, I watched like two minutes of it and I had to turn it off. I was so stressed. (laughs) I could not, I could not finish it. 
Oh, terrible memory. Yeah, that's a, we've all been there, I think. Uh, yeah, something in retrospect, we were like, oh, no. No, they made the right yeah. choice. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call, good call, good call. <laughs> well, I think that does it uh, for us. Rebecca, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Rebecca Reads at any uh, social medias of your choosing. Yeah, and you can follow me uh, at Craig Fay Comedy on Twitter, Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, CraigFay.com uh, for updates. And uh, that's been us for The Villain Was Right this week. Um, next week, we have uh, one of our first ever uh, uh, requests that were, was made of the podcast. We're finally getting around to it. We're doing Flight of the Navigator, uh, a Disney movie. So make sure uh, you check that out and check us out next week. And until then, uh, this has been The Villain Was Right, reminding you that we were on a break. <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.